Listener supported. WNYC Studios. If you like listening to the Orbiting Human Circus, you might also really like listening to it in a new way. Because the Orbiting Human Circus is recorded and constructed so carefully and because it's so sonically detailed, the best experience by far is listening to full-quality versions of the episodes. But unfortunately, podcast platforms can't support those. And we still want to share them with you, so we're making full-quality downloads of every episode available on Patreon. So you can catch all of the detail and hear them as they're truly meant to be heard. Go to patreon.com slash orbitinghumancircus. That's patreon.com slash orbitinghumancircus to join today. A co-presentation of WNYC Studios and Night Vale Presents. You are listening to the Orbiting Human Circus of the Air. In the grand ballroom at the top of the Eiffel Tower, the red velvet curtains part, and suddenly the giant on-air sign above the stage lights up! Broadcasting from the top of the Eiffel Tower, the orbiting human circus of the air. We start things off where we last left John Cameron, crawling around on his hands and knees. Oh, God. I don't ask much of you. Where are you? Blood-sucking master. The whole world is waiting on a flea. And in the fashionable cafes beside the Seine, there is an unfashionable silence as they listen. No, darling. I'm not really sure that there ever was a flea at all. And as they listen in the bagel bakeries of Brooklyn, the bagel bakers have stopped baking. What's this? A flea? Yeah. In the bedrooms of the teenagers in the cities. What happened? Dad. At the wash basins of farmhouses. Is a flea the best thing I in the world? I think he is. He's not coming on. But why wouldn't a small and sensitive soul come out to sing on the orbiting human circus? Likely insults about one's stature aside, is it possible that one might be humiliated? Let us think back. Have there been any other stories of invitations to go on stage and sing on the orbiting human circus? Why, yes! There was one involving the janitor himself! What was it he told Coco? They had a stage hypnotist on the show like my great-grandpa used to be. That's right! A professor of hypnosis. And to fill the time in between demonstrations as the hypnotist put new subjects under, John Cameron announces on the air that he'd overheard the janitor singing. And he called Julian onto the stage. I give you Julian, janitor at the Eiffel Tower. Julian, come on out. You wanted me to sing. At first, it had felt quite wonderful. Here's how the janitor said Letitia described it. I don't know. Oh, this is delicious. While preparing dinner with her downstairs neighbor. The audience, they, they love it. Mm-hmm. They, they are pouring uh, these roses down onto the stage, and uh, they are piling up at his feet. It's like a triumph, you know. Like uh, Napoleon or something. Just like Napoleon. But here was how he said stagehand Jacques described it to stagehand Francois, who'd been out with the flu. All the time? 
He's just been hypnotized. The janitor hadn't really been singing, but had in reality been making sounds like a baby seal. And the audience isn't applauding at all. It's laughing. He freaks out. He runs out of the room, and he goes right to his shower. This kid, he smashes the fucking walls with his bare hands. I mean, he's a beast. I couldn't believe it. I didn't think the kid had it in him. He fucking knocks holes in the wall, tiles flying. It's awesome, I'm telling you. Jacques tends to exaggerate, but the truth in this case is not in the details. All we really need to know is that the adventure ended with the janitor accidentally hypnotizing everybody in the theater. Jacques? It was like floating on a happy cloud. You just standing there like a mountain range. Letitia? And uh, then that was the last thing I remember. <laughs> and all Paris. People at home, also, uh, they cannot remember they are missing a window at time. They are like, uh, they remember listening to the show and then they remember, like, uh, uh, they wake up with, like, with a glass of milk in their hand, like in their pajamas, like in front of the uh, refrigerator. Oh my God. We were in trouble with the network. One cannot allow a janitor to ruin an international radio broadcast. It simply isn't done. After which, the president of the Perpetual Broadcasting Corporation had an idea. The board has met and come upon a solution. I can't wait to hear it. We are going to chain a polar bear to your microphone podium to keep the janitor away. What? Effective immediately. A polar bear? A polar bear. But, sir... That's it. The decision has been made. You oh, that's can't... Which got loose... Ladies and gentlemen, please be calm. Play some music. Named the janitor... Mr. Cameron, no! Attacked the audience... John, get back! And disappeared into Paris, never to be heard from again. And to this day, parents all over France use the polar bear as a threat to get their children to come in at night. If you don't come in right now... Will the polar bear get you? Absolutely. So you can see why a small soul might take some pause when invited to sing on the Orbiting Human Circus by John Cameron. And while the flea hid, the whole world waiting for him, the theater in pandemonium, and the stagehands searching madly, Chief Stagehand Letitia Saltier and Crew Carpenter Lily confined their search to the dressing room area. Okay, does the flea have a name? I wish I had this kind of opportunity to go on out there. I mean, I can understand you get scared. You see these people, they scared, we scared, everybody. Terrifying. Yes, mm -hmm. but all he has to do is walk out on the stage, yeah. open his okay. mouth, mm -hmm. and sing for the world. Mm -hmm. Make him happy. Mm -hmm. The world's crazy right now. We could use some happy right now. Oh, Give me a chance. You know I would. I know you, know you I would. But I don't sound like a flea, though. You know? Only oh. the flea sounds like a flea. That's it. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, in the heating duct behind the stage, the janitor has just discovered the flea hiding in his sock. It's crawled around to the outside of his sock. If he just moves quickly, he can trap it with his cupped palm. The janitor pounces all at once, and he's got it! Oh, but it leaps out of his hand further down the duct towards the exit. The janitor leaps after him. He could just barely reach him. He... We will return in just a moment.
Music from the Orbiting Human Circus is being released by Merge Records throughout the season on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, Bandcamp, and more. Listen today by searching for the artist The Music Tapes Present, Songs of the Orbiting Human Circus. Out now from Penguin Random House is Mightier Than the Sword 2, The Edge of the Word, a funny and fantastical novel by Alana Harrison and the Orbiting Human Circus's very own narrator, Drew Callender. Get your copy today wherever books are sold. We've returned to the heating duct behind the stage where the janitor, with a heroic leap, has trapped the flea against the heating duct wall. I know you're mad at Mr. Cameron, I know. Listen. He hasn't always been the way that he is now. Something happened to him, and I think it wasn't his fault, and it made him the way that he is. But at that very moment, Jacques, Pierre, and Lily were peering into the mouth of that heating duct from the backstage storage area. It's in there. Mm, you should go in. You guys hear that? Something's going on in there. Something yeah. fishy is yeah. going on in there. I'm going in. Yeah, send yeah, the tough guy in. Okay. Come on, Jacques. Come on. Here you go. Guys, I think I'm stuck. I, uh, I can't move. Oh, God. He has a six-pack. Uh, yeah, we're gonna have to deflate his six-pack. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, on stage... Find it. Just find it. Ladies and gentlemen, singing fleas are great. Are they? Singing fleas are great and all. Especially multi-platinum selling superstar fleas that, well, they make us all feel like any one of us could do it too. Am I right? I've just nothing to it. There's nothing to it. Like anyone would simply get up on stage and spew entertainment all over us. Like there's no hard work. Like there's no decades of honing a craft half my life. And finally, you've got the whole world's attention right there in the palm of your hands, and you don't even want it in the palm of your hand. And the next thing you know, you're flat on your face because you can't even hold on to a flea anymore. Have you ever been there? Just how many of those uncharacteristic drinks did he have in his dressing room? An audience member stands up in the front row. Bring out the flea! I'll give you something to flee. John Cameron approaches the audience member with a wild look in his eyes, his arms extended to strangle. He's... <laughs> Suddenly, the janitor bursts onto the stage. Is it coming? Is it coming? He grabs the host, pulling his hands from the throat of the audience member. What? I have the flea. You. You have the flea. It was in my sock. It was in your sock? Here. You have the flea. This is Julie, I love you. John Cameron rushes up to the microphone, his palm extended right up to it. Ladies and gentlemen, here he is. The flea tenor. And the flea song fills the ballroom at the top of the Eiffel Tower and goes out into the night, reaching radios. In the fashionable cafes beside the Seine, they put down their forks. And 
in the bagel bakeries of Brooklyn, the bagel bakers listen. This is a new world. I love this fleet. And in the cities, the teenage girls look at their fathers and smile. Turn it up! We can listen together if you want. And in the farmhouses, the farm children huddle closer together. I still think he's cute. He's a flea. They are happy. And at the wings of the stage of the broadcast ballroom, Lily, Jacques, and Pierre look on. Nice. Yeah. Gorgeous. Well, it does sound like, um... There's somebody, right? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it? And on the other side of the stage... Yeah, it reminds me. Who is it? Like, um... Wow. Yeah, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of moving, I guess, is the word that I would use. But none of them can remember who the flea singing reminds them of. And on stage, John Cameron, his arm extended out to the microphone, smiles. The practiced smile of the professional. But if one looks closely, one can see that he is not happy. And the janitor standing beside him sees this and does not look happy either. The janitor makes his way off stage and through the crowd backstage and out of the broadcast ballroom. He climbs out on the girders and crawls up the side of the tower to his special spot at the tower's very tip. He needs to be alone. But as soon as he gets there, he feels a bite on his left forearm. He puts his hand on the place and comes up with the flea in his palm. He looks at it. It looks up at him and speaks. Hello there. I... I sang like you wanted me to. I did it for you. Not for anybody else. You, you can talk? That is Mr. Chenard's line. Of course I can speak. I can even do impressions. You want to hear one? Yeah. <clears throat> Why me? Why do I have to stand there holding a flea up to a mic while it sings? Oh my god, it's Mr. Cameron. Uh huh. How about this one? <clears> hmm. <throat> oh, it's Letitia. Oh, Jean. <laughs> You're in his dressing room. I can also do him singing. You want to hear it? Yes. <clears throat> yeah, laugh, laugh, laugh. Yeah, the words spoke Is that a tear yeah, rolling down the janitor's cheek? It can't be. Stands again, the soul here. Oh my god. He's the one. He stares at the flea in the palm of his hand. He he places it down gingerly on a girder, and without looking back begins climbing down the tower as fast as he can. He reaches the deck and jumps down. The tower is quiet. The crowd has gone now. The show long ago ended. Suddenly he hears something. A crashing sound. Going to investigate, he finds 
John Cameron talking on the Eiffel Tower payphone. He hides close, listening. Oh, Archie, so good to hear your voice. You know that piggy bank I keep backstage? Well, I broke it open to call you. I'm standing on shards of ceramic pig. Oh, sweetie. I'm glad you liked it. Oh, genius? Genius. Um... Oh, how do I throw my voice, yet sing so beautifully? That's right, it was no flea. I just threw my voice and... Oh, you like the funny part. Oh, that's... Yeah, that was my favorite part when the flea didn't come out. Oh, you like when I strangled the audience member. Yeah, that was... uh, Okay, I'll accept brilliant, but I... uh, No, I actually feel wonderful because I'm speaking to you. Mm-hmm. You're my movie star. Oh, baby. Come here. Closer to the phone. Mm-hmm. You know, I've gone to see your movie 20 times now at the cinema. Mm-hmm. I go every day in the afternoons. I've seen you kiss Joan Blondell 20 times. No, it doesn't bother me at all. There's no one I'd rather see kiss Joan Blondell 20 times. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> God, I miss you so much. What happened? How did you end up there and I ended up here, imprisoned in this tower, like Rapunzel? We had naughty till New Year's. We were going to be together. That was our plan. What? No, I'm seriously asking you. What happened? Julian? What? I... Well, he's actually at the Eiffel Tower. He's the janitor here. Did you know? Isn't that crazy? And there, the story stopped. He could not continue. It's the janitor I speak of. He'd been telling this story to Coco in the Eiffel Tower commissary and suddenly grew faint. Coco stands before him, absorbed and frozen in a hypnotic state. The janitor is shaking and he's broken out in a sweat. Stumbling away from Coco and out of the commissary, he makes his way to the railing at the edge of the observation deck and leans over it, taking in gulps of air. He looks down at the city of Paris far below, but he does not see it. Memories have come flooding back to him real memories and what he sees is embarrassing and humiliating and he does not understand it back in the eiffel tower commissary coco wakes up and finds he is alone it is the first time the janitor has disappeared on him in a long long time he feels Hmm. disappointed coco wonders where the janitor hides from him He gets as far as the outside of the commissary door and stops. He is astonished to find the janitor leaning over the observation deck railing. Coco puts his hand on the janitor's shoulder and is surprised to find himself asking the question he's wanted to ask for so long. These people, these stagehands, radio hosts, are these people from your life? The janitor looks as if he's going to vomit. The janitor spins and, brushing the old man aside, darts past Coco. He throws himself into his cot in his janitor's closet. He closes his eyes. 
there is a bird flitting around his janitor's closet. He leaves food for them. They get in through a hole near the ceiling. The janitor is glad that the bird is there now and that he is not alone. It doesn't take much to imagine the bird in orchestral. And it doesn't take much to imagine the orchestral beginning to play. For those of you who haven't heard Season 1, The Orbiting Human Circus of the Air, the orchestral is a rare African bird that can mimic every instrument in the orchestra at once. The Orbiting Human Circus and Naughty Till New Year's is a co-production of WNYC Studios and Night Vale Presents. Episode 6 featured Tim Robbins, John Cameron Mitchell, Drew Callender, Susanna Flood, David Barlow, Dan Solomon, Mickey Braden, Nicholas Carter, Hi Wolf, Jesse Shelton, Magalie Sharon and Alaska Sharon Cashione, Juno and Kieran McLarnon, Walter Lowry, Julian Coster, and Julian's grandmother, Charlotte Coster, as Letitia's downstairs neighbor. It was written and directed by Julian and further workshopped with the cast and crew of The Orbiting Human Circus, and produced by Christy Gressman. With musical composition and arrangement by Thomas Hughes, and music by Govan Gaman, Benjamin Miller, Colia Joni, and The Music Tapes. Lead editor Grant Stewart, editor Janelle Yee, and assistant editors Emily Marinoff and Jeff Tobias with Julian. Sound design by Jonathan Siri Mose, Foley by John Ringoffer, and lathe cutting by Steve Espinola. Engineering by Vincent Cascione, and additional production and mixing by Will Stanton. For more information and full credits, go to orbitinghumancircus.com.